We are the forgotten generation, a misplaced slice of the 20th century when birth rates were as low as expectations for the future. We lived under the threat of constant nuclear annihilation, playing outside, but always inherently knowing the future was indoors. We are the second half of Generation X. We were some of the first to play video games, program home computers, and record CDs to cassette mixtapes. Our generation was nourished by New Wave, Imperfect Punk Rock, and John Hughes movies. We built Web 1.0 from the ground up using our childhood 8-bit and 16-bit programming skills. They call us Gen X. We prefer the vertical blank generation, where magic happens between the lines because that's where we live, love, and thrive. We are Generation Atari. Into the vertical blank. Hello, everyone. This is uh, 8-Bit Jeff here. And I want to welcome you to the second bonus episode that we've done of Into the Vertical Blank, Generation Atari. This episode, and many to follow, will be shorter episodes, and these will not supplant the longer episodes we do. But we are trying to get out into the feed some shorter story episodes, and episodes with news and feedback, and things that just excite us about Atari, uh, retro games in general, new things we've purchased. So, let me let, let you know one thing. So the song you just heard the beginning of is a tune that was sent to us by Tony Longworth. And you're going to be able to hear the song in its entirety at the end of the episode. And Tony Longworth contacted me on the Into the Vertical Blank Twitter account where we do most of our conversion with the community. We don't have an Instagram account. We do have a Facebook account, but we don't do a lot there. We work with the Retro Laird on the Atari History Facebook page and our own Facebook page. And we are the official podcast of the Atari History Facebook page. And we really thank uh, Retro Laird for letting us do that. He's a great guy. Um, but you can contact us for the most part at, at Atari underscore VB underscore pod. And any feedback you give us will become one of these follow-up episodes, which we are planning to do a couple times a month at least. Again, back to Tony. Tony sent me an email and said this. It was very intriguing. He said, Hey, great to see the new season of the podcast back. If you didn't know, we just released an episode about Food Fight last Sunday. And this has an interview with the maker of Food Fight, the, the arcade game. And also talks about the 7800 version. But this is Tony. Did you know that I wrote a piece of music inspired by your podcast? I'm a film composer in the UK. Here's the track. Feel free to play it on the podcast if you want. Just give me a name check. Keep up the good Atari work. Now, we're not just going to name check him. We asked him some questions for a little interview. So you heard the first part of the song. At the end of this episode, you're going to hear the rest. The song in its entirety. And <clears throat> I asked Tony some questions and he answered them. So, what were you envisioning when you wrote this tune? Tony. Well, I just binged a load of episodes of Into the Vertical Blank, which transported me back into those amazing days back in the 80s, when all that mattered to me was Atari. 
I wanted to somehow convey these feelings into music, and what came out of my head was this electronic industrial piece. Number two, my second question for Tony. Do you have a story or any idea that the song reflects? Tony. There was one image that kept appearing in my mind's eye when writing this piece of music. It was Christmas Day in the 80s, in my home here in the UK. It was one of the most amazing Christmases ever, if not the most amazing Christmas, period. Why? Well, because I just received not only an Atari 400 computer for Christmas, but I also got the Donkey Kong and Defender cartridges too. I have such a vivid image of having the 400 hooked up to the TV, or telly, as we like to call it here in the UK, playing these games surrounded by my family on Christmas. It was Into the Vertical Blank that triggered this vivid memory, which then inspired me to write this piece of music. Tony's awesome, by the way. Oh, anyway. Um, <clears throat> third question for Tony. What emotions are you looking to elicit from the listener? Tony, I guess I just wanted to somehow share the wonder and excitement I had back when I was a kid playing my Atari 400 on Christmas Day. There is also mystery and amazement too. How do these games work? They're like magic, and how lucky am I to be playing them at home? Great, warm, emotional memories. Life was good with my Atari. Don't we all feel that way? So thank you, Tony. Don't we all feel that way? Life was good with my Atari, Tony epitomizes the vertical blank. Tony wrote an, an album of music about Atari and an album of music about Infocom. They're both on CD Baby under Tony Longworth. Let me check out that link really quick. Yes, you search on Tony Longworth on CD Baby and you get tracks such as Air Sea Battle, Combat, Adventure, Space Invaders, Missile Command, Sky Jinx, Yars Revenge, Chopper Command, Star Raiders, Demon Attack, Donkey Kong, River Raid, Beam Rider, Decathlon, and Hero. Yes, all fantastic games, Tony. And then on the Infocom Memories CD, Tony has songs entitled Zork, Deadline, Starcross, Enchanter, Infidel, Planetfall, Suspended, Cutthroats, A Mind Forever Voyaging, Ballyhoo, Hollywood Hijinks, and The Lurking Horror. All fantastic games. I bet they're all great songs. I'm going to let you go and play them. All right. Tony also sent me some incredible photos. There's one great one of a store in the UK with just a rack, a huge rack of XLXE software. It's amazing. Um, he has a, And then he has his computer set up which looks like it's a 65 or 130 XE, a 1050 disk drive, a cassette drive, disk box, I'm pretty sure, lots and lots of magazines and a lot of purchase games. And there's that Defender that he got for Christmas, along with Protector 2, Picnic Paranoia, Donkey Kong, there's a Donkey Kong, E.T. Phone Home, Pole Position, and other original games. So Tony wasn't just a pirate. Tony was inspired inside the vertical blank to have this incredible set of Atari hardware. And um, it looks like on the computer, there is the Boeing demo, but I can't tell. Anyway, 
thank you, Tony, for all your feedback. And of course, we're going to play your song. And of course, we'll take a look at your other tunes. It's fantastic. And again, for everybody, that is Tony Longworth. And you can check out his tunes at CD Baby under Tony, T-O-N-Y, L-O-N-G-W-O-R-T-H. And if you check out, a, the picture of Tony makes him look just like Jeff Minter back then. So that's awesome. All right. On to the next bit of feedback, which is something that I've been saving for everybody to hear. I needed to get prepared to read this. It is Bill Lang. Bill Lang, who I purchased at SD Drive Max from and started talking to him about his articles that he writes for the Retro Magazine. And and I asked Bill if he had anything he wanted to contribute to the podcast. And he already had written a story about Lionel Trains because we had a, a, a our Christmas episode this year was about a Christmas train that my dad had created in the 70s and also about my dad's Alzheimer's. But it actually is an interest, interesting story that Steve wrote all about it in our Christmas episode, the, the final episode of the season number one. So, no further ado, I'm going to read this Lionel Train story by Bill Lang. Again, this is Bill Lang. You can find him on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to give out his Twitter account because it's his personal account. Um, but if you want to try and search and if he does want to friend you or, or friend you or, or uh, contact you, you can. I, I do not want to dox him basically on here. But let's read Bill Lang's Lionel Day's story. Lionel Days by Bill Lang. Ah, keep the stories. The writing and delivery of really makes your podcast shine. That was his talking about whether or not we should keep doing stories on our podcast. And of course, we're going to keep doing stories on the podcast. Um, and we thank Bill for the great feedback there. He said, your Christmas episode struck a chord with me as I have a similar story. My father grew up in the mean streets of Staten Island, a borough of New York City. One of the five boroughs, by the way. Uh, that wasn't Bill, that was me. Like many boys of his generation, he was a post-war, zero-gauge scale model train hobbyist. Lionel. Always Lionel. In the later half of the 1950s, he enlisted in the United States Navy. Steamed into Boston, where he met my mother, got married, and started a family when my two oldest brothers were born. His model trains, forsaken vestiges of his adulthood and growing responsibilities, had been left behind in Staten Island for his younger brothers, my uncles, to play with, and finally boxed up and stored away in the furthest reaches of my grandparents' dungeon-like basement. After a few years of marriage and those first two kids, my parents migrated from the Boston area back to my father's old stomping grounds of Staten Island. While there, they had a third child, my sister. Not long after, in the mid-1960s, my father accepted a civilian job with the United States Army at Naval Air Engineering Station, Lakehurst, location of the May 1937 Hindenburg disaster. 
Uprooting their young family once again, my parents scraped together every last penny they could and purchased a new three-bedroom ranch-style tract home, albeit one with a full unfinished basement with lots of potential at the Jersey Shore in Tom's River, New Jersey. Soon, two more boys would come along to complete their brood, including me, their youngest. With five kids, now all attending a private Catholic grade school, money was tight, very tight. While we always had a roof over our heads and warm food on the table, there wasn't much else. Not until around the mid 70s, when I was a little older and my mother was able to take a part-time job outside the home. That happened to Steve and I with our mom too, by the way, very interesting. A few years later, my two older brothers, now enrolled in the free public high school, also joined the part-time workforce and started adding to the family income. With some of the freed up disposable income, my father purchased MPC era, that's Model Products Corporation, AKA mostly plastic crap, that's hilarious, Bill. Lionel train sets for his boys for Christmas, for the, my two old, oldest brothers, and, it, and a year or two later for the two youngest, with four complete sets of newer, mostly plastic Lionel trains and what remained of my father's post-war metal golden age Lionel train, an eclectic mix for sure. We had a huge plywood sheet and sawhorse layout in the basement, those great unfinished basements. My father, always having the week after Christmas off from work, would also take us to after Christmas sales at Two Guys or Builders Emporium, two places that Steve and I remember fondly also, where we would add to our growing train collection. Buying up the markdown trains, track, and accessories with our newly gifted Christmas money. As we kids got older, two bedrooms shared amongst five kids became less suitable. We needed space and privacy. The trains got boxed up and stored away. The basement got a semi-finished makeover with two by four framing, 1970s paneling sheets, and, and drop-in ceiling tiles carving out two additional bedrooms, a laundry room, and my father's radio room. Wow, that was me not built. I can't count the number of times that I was awakened in the wee hours early on a Christmas morning with my father broadcasting CQ, CQ, CQ on the amateur radio bands, trying to reach a distant station and obtain a QSL card from a new country. Ham radios were always my father's favorite pastime. Lionel trains, when there was room, was second. Later, in the late 1980s and early 90s, as us kids went to college, served in the military, and started getting married, my father, now retired, once again had room in the basement for his beloved Lionel trains. And he had the disposable income to purchase the best trains that Lionel had on offer. For a few years, he would grow his layout and add to his collection. But then in November of 2004, without warning, he suffered a devastating stroke and began the long goodbye. My father would spend the rest of his days in that little house in Tom's River, where he would pass away late on Father's Day night in June 2007. I'm sorry, Bill, that's a bitter, bittersweet Father's Day. Sorry, man. Not long after, 
I would purchase a dozen or so Dairy Light plastic totes from Home Depot and carefully pack up my father's Lionel train collection, then break up his train tables and transport the wooden remains to the town dump. My mother, one of the few remaining original homeowners in the old neighborhood, still resides in that house, having just passed her 80th birthday. I spent this past Christmas there with my mother, most of my siblings, and our spouses and significant others, my nieces and nephews, a newly minted grandnephew, and a few dogs. Walking around the basement, you might still find a random rustling steel track or a moldering O-scale model tree about, misplaced remnants from the salad days of my youth. Wow, Bill, that was awesome. I apologize if I wasn't great at reading that story, but it was incredible. The story was great, and before we get into the rest of the song by Tony Longworth, I wanted to do one thing. Today, now we come to a section that I like to call, oh, we're going to call it, um, re-feedback? I don't know. This is where I uh, talk about the episodes of recent Atari podcasts that I've listened to, and I give a little feedback on them. And um, recently, the only Atari podcast I've listened to this week was the Atari 5200 podcast. Just a fantastic podcast. One of my favorite podcasts for Atari. And they did a review of two Star Wars games for the 5200. They reviewed Star Wars the Arcade Game and Star Wars Return of the Jedi Death Star Battle. I don't want to ruin their reviews, so I want you to listen to both of those. But my feedback for them is this. They left out the fact that, that there is a rare, but it was available, Atari 8-bit cartridge of Star Wars the Arcade Game. I want to let them know that the digital control doesn't sound that much better than the analog control. When I played it, I couldn't control anything. And also, Star Wars Return of the Jedi Death Star Battle, which is a cartridge I own, I just popped in. That is identical to what they described on the 5200. Um, it was more fun than they described, though. So let's not ruin their podcast. I just wanted to uh, put that, give that feedback back. And you guys should listen to that full podcast. It's two hours of 5200 and Star Wars goodness. It's a really good uh, episode. And then also, I wanted to point out that there was another Star Wars arcade game that re-includes that, that re-includes the selection screen from the arcade. Um, it is a version by Zeppelin Games and Ian Copeland, 1988 by Lucasfilm. It's a completely different game for the Atari 8-bit. I had never seen it before. I just found it by going through Atari Mania. It has a much better review, but not an incredible review. A six six out of ten, as opposed to a four out of ten for the it, the Star Wars arcade game. Excuse me by Parker Brothers. I'm going to play this for one of the next episodes and give a sort of full review of it. Not really full. I don't do full reviews of anything, but I'll do a primary review, you know, play a few times and give my impressions. But anyway, so that's my feedback on the podcast this week. I will be listening to more Atari podcasts for the next episode and give my feedback on those. 
and um, I will be tagging those people so they can listen to the feedback if they want to. I'm not going to force them to listen to our podcast, so if they want the feedback sent directly to them, um, I will, but this is how I put up content for our podcast. Hi, this is Rob from the Play Muscle Podcast. You might not remember this podcast. It's been quite a while since I've published an episode, but I hope that to change soon. During this time away from podcasting, I've been working on a reverse engineering tool called Omnivore, and I'm still in progress, but it's getting close to an alpha release. And once this alpha is available that people can use and not have a totally terribly bad experience, I'm going to restart the podcast. I want the podcast to become sort of like a tutorial on reverse engineering and developing Atari 8-bit games. So I'm going to keep the magazine coverage as the previous version of Player Missile, but the game coverage is going to change, and with it, hopefully, increasing the frequency of coverage, because this is my interest right now, is really understanding how some of these techniques worked. So hopefully you haven't removed Player Missile from your podcatcher, but if you have, you can go ahead and add it again, because there will be some new episodes coming here in some undetermined amount of time in the future that hopefully is not too long. I will talk to you soon and keep an eye out on my Twitter account for updates. I am at Atari 8-Bit Games. Take care, and now let's get back to the show. That's it for the updates this week. Thank you very much for tuning in to our little bonus episode of Into the Vertical Blank and you're going to see a lot more episodes of Into the Vertical Blank like this story episodes that from Steve full episodes with both of us other stuff coming down the pipe we really want to fill up the feed with lots of good content and lots of things that get ourselves into the vertical blank all the time anyway again thanks a lot and here is the full version of Tony Longworth's song coming at you right now to take it out all the way to the end of the podcast. Thanks a lot for joining. Thanks for listening. And I hope I edited this correctly. Thank you very much. 8-Bit Jeff, out. And I didn't mention this before on purpose, but I wanted to say that the name of this tune that Tony wrote is Into the Vertical Blank. Thanks a lot, Tony. Here's your full tune. I love it. Into the vertical blank.
Next frame calculated. Prepare to write new data. V blank ending. 